Howdy, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It's June 27th, 2023. I'm Trey Crowder. That's Mark Agee. Back this week from, I was telling everybody last week you were at the beach, Mark, but that was never true the whole time. We were like making fun of thinking about you on the beach, being miserable and all this stuff. And turns out that was just never in the cards at all. But either way, welcome back. No, no, I was uh, home for my mom's uh, 70th birthday party and uh, my cousin's wedding. Um, the uh, fun time, good, good, uh, good, good family hangs. Got to see my buddies from high school. Before we, uh, <laughs> before we were, well, <coughs> sorry, before we went live, we were just arguing about who had a, uh, came from a world poet on town, mm-hmm. and that's when I found out Trey's uh, nickname in high school was Tuna for reasons I won't Jesus. go into unless you want to. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not for anything bad it's for a good reason but i'm sure he doesn't want me to spill the beans on that so uh <laughs> um, yeah the uh uh but like i was just thinking about because i was home i saw i think i mentioned that like my home county made the national news because they because of uh trump fueled election fraud bullshit like they forced out some nice lady who worked in who, who ran the county's elections because they thought that like she was rigging the election for democrats not because any of them won because, right. because one one Democrat came slightly too close and people thought was appropriate. So like there's signs all over the county trying to force out the county commission, like the, some some elected county official. And uh, I saw signs set all over the place saying Don's got to go. And I was like, is this about Trump? And nope, it's not about Trump. It's about somebody who they think is anti-Trump. But I was reading about it. It turns out a guy I went to high school with is the current Commonwealth attorney. And he's having to bat down on these idiots being like, look, I look, we looked into it. There's no electoral fraud. You fucking psychos. <laughs> so just literally like, just because they just think, didn't think the numbers checked out, like what? Cause there was like eight Democrat votes or whatever. And they were like, now we know both of them. I don't know where those other six came from, but I suspect foul play. And as such, yeah. Don's got to go. <laughs> we count, we counted all the gays. And all the yeah. black folks, and right. we got four more votes than that. So yeah, right. sense. yeah, exactly, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, just since, since you brought the the nickname thing, I, I was going to say here in a minute that we also found out that evidently producer Matt's nickname in high school was Hillbilly. So uh, I feel like that's pretty on brand for the show. So uh, Hillbilly yeah. Matt, every now and then, might interchangeably go with that producer Hillbilly, something like that. Either way works. But go on, yeah. Yeah, it's like I, even you'd like, I don't think it, it, we're just talking about it. You didn't quite understand how rural I grew up. But I was thinking about how my mom just got good internet, um, which is a real game changer. And like Biden administration started rolling out like rural broadband access today, and Republicans are all taking credit for it, and they all voted against it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I saw Tommy what? Tuberville did that, and John Cornyn, and probably somebody else yeah, <laughs> clapping about like Alabama getting broadband access or whatever when they voted against it. Uh, yeah, typical. I just don't. I don't know why Democrats are so bad at taking credit for this stuff or whatever, like why they can't bur- make it clear to people that, you know, we're at least marginally more likely to try to make or, like invest public resources in improving your lives as opposed to just punishing people who you don't like. I but saw this. Whatever. I saw uh, somebody on Reddit had compiled a list of all the various accomplishments of the Biden administration so far, you know, mm-hmm. and uh I mean, it was a lot of shit. And we've talked about on the show before about how, like, yeah, they've actually gotten a lot of stuff done. But it was like, like you said, I don't know why they're so bad at taking credit or if it just don't get through or what. But it's like it's stuff that most people just straight up don't know about. Or if they do know about, they don't know that they did it or and, or would call it bad. And if it's something good, you know, they give the Tubervilles and whoever of the world credit for it instead. And it's 
got to be pretty maddening because, like, I mean, what do you do with that? I don't know. Like, I follow more news than anybody, and I don't see them taking credit for any, you know, <laughs> taking right. credit for. It's like if I don't know about it, then how the fuck is it like a, you know, somebody who just checks on the news every now and then going to know about it? Um, but anyway, so I uh, got a fun show today, I think. I'm going to talk about uh, one of uh, Biden's many accomplishments, uh, you know, uh, o- causing a coup in Russia to distra- distract from Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, <laughs> Pretty smart. Long game, buddy. Long game. Uh, I wanted, we're going to, I think we're depending on the news. I think we're probably going to talk about a lot of Supreme court stuff on the Patreon episode this week. Um, because it's the end of the term. They're, they're cranking out a lot of opinions. You also get a, a, a new corruption scandal. Lose account, buddy. Uh, but, uh, I wanted to mention this, the big case that everyone was scared of, um, the, yeah. the independent state legislature's theory that, uh, Republicans have been pushing, which basically says that like the state legislature, if they don't like who the state voted for, can just like pick the president. Uh, this is a case of North Carolina, uh, Moore versus, I can't remember something, uh, but they basically, when North Carolina had a liberal Supreme Court, they threw out North Carolina State, North Carolina State Legislature's uh, gerrymandered maps. That didn't hit for them. So they filed a federal case, went to the Supreme Court. In the meantime, uh, the Republicans had taken over the Republicans, uh, uh, the state Supreme Court. So they reversed the decision out of nowhere. Right. And so the case was kind of moot, but the, the Supreme Court still chose to weigh in being like, nah, you can't fucking do that. You can't <laughs> state legislature wrote the state constitution. You can't ignore the state constitution because the state legislature feels like because you're, you're the you're the ones that wrote the motherfucking rules. That is the state legislature sending the rules to the election. You're bound by your own rules. Right now, the Supreme Court did. The reasoning isn't totally great because it basically argues that because of Bush v. Gore, it's the Supreme Court that gets to decide. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, wins the election. So not totally great, but it was, uh, you know, three of conservatives, Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh and John Roberts. Decided yeah. Was to write a pretty bad opinion, but the liberals had to sign on to it. They wouldn't have got a majority. So I get why they did. But uh, a couple of things. Party. Yeah. I feel like they've been like, you know, knock on wood, have been like less terrible recently overall than like most of us would have expected. Like, I feel like there's been a couple of Supreme <laughs> Court rulings recently. You're like, oh, well. Wow, you know, whew, I could have gone the other way, and I'm kind of surprised it didn't. But with this one, a couple things I don't understand. You said it was a, it was moot because the the North Carolina Supreme Court had already reversed the decision before it even got to the you know U.S. Supreme mm-hmm. Court. But like, what, like, what does that actually mean for the outcome of the law itself? Like, so is North Carolina just going to continue with their gerrymandered bullshit, and they can even yeah. though this was ruled against? And does it set precedent from for other states in the future, or like? Does it have any effect or was it them just being like, this is what we think, just so everybody knows? I saw some experts saying it's mainly Wisconsin, but this could have an effect on it. Because Wisconsin just elected, uh, I can't remember her name, that lady with a hard, hard to pronounce last name. I uh, got elected yeah. to the Supreme Court and flipped the partisan makeup of it. So they're going to be hearing a lot of voting rights cases. So it basically gives them a little more, more leeway unless the Supreme Court decides to smack them down, which like – I'm no lawyer here, but like state courts are supposed to decide state cases. It's pretty weird for the federal government to intervene in a state case. that doesn't uh, like, uh, 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 you know, conflict with a federal law or something. So uh, this is all sort of weird, unprecedented, but they, at least they came out and told all the dumbasses include like basically independent state legislature theory was the, there's the intellectual underpinning for Trump trying to overturn the election. So Supreme court telling everybody to get fucked on that's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Um, I wanted to mention this story out of uh, I think it was Florida. A, a guy shot at his pool cleaner. 
um, mm-hmm. 30 times in his backyard. I think it might have been Texas. It's it's funny. Oh, it's there. definitely one of the two. <laughs> it's definitely either Florida or Texas. No, it's Florida. Uh, um, okay. It's Florida. I just clicked on it. Yeah, sorry. Um, Pinellas County, Florida. So the guy, this guy's pool cleaner was running behind. So it was a little late. So he came after dark. And the guy just shot through his patio door 30 times as pool cleaner. Did not hit the guy. The guy was injured by some glass shards from the window. But he got, he's not even going to be charged because this, this is the quote from the sheriff. It's lawful but awful saying he can't charge the guy because of the standard ground law, which basically, like, this is getting, like, cops arrest people on fishy charges all the time. At least make this guy go to court. But the, it, this basically means if you lure somebody onto your property, you can just right. say, murder them. So if you ever wanted to, like, murder a pizza delivery guy for the thrill of it, Pinellas County, Florida, just greenlit it for you. Um, yeah, because I thought, you know, right? It's not that I th- thought this was the idea. It's just you'd think the idea would be like, if someone's there without any kind of reason, like, an, you know, an actual intruder or home invader or whatever, but like, if someone comes onto your property for a reason that you are, you know, party to or whatever, for example, they work for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like you ought not be able to shoot Adam 30 times <laughs> and or, you know, turn him into Swiss cheese. If you, also, dude, how do you shoot from your house onto your own back deck 30 times and just not hit nothing? Like, it's uh, indicative of a lot of these gun nuts. I feel like mm-hmm. their level of aptitude for the weapons of death that they so enjoy. Dude, which is I was wild. a riding around my brother-in-law picking up tables and chairs from my mom's birthday party. And we're, my brother-in-law is a real, you know, he's a real good old boy. He owns, um, I don't even know how many guns. And he was like, he was like, uh, just so you know, when you go to town, if you walk into the grocery store or target or something, you're probably going to see a bunch of dumbasses carrying around open carrying like AR 15s and shit. If he, even he thinks that's stupid, he was, <coughs> it offends him because they're being pussies. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like if if he's bothered by this shit, then I don't know like why we can't have any sort of meaningful like legal regime that can handle it. Uh, but it's all pretty fucking stupid and bleak to me. Um, I know you guys talked about it last week. Can I rant about the Ocean Gate sub thing for a second? Sure, I would love to hear your take on that whole thing. Yeah, because a lot of people got super moralistic because people were cracking a lot of jokes on the internet or you know everywhere mm-hmm. saying it was it was in- inhumane to like, but like. If I die in a stupid way, please feel yeah. free. Right. Have some fun in my expense. Because yeah. like, if, if, if I like stick my head in a tiger cage trying to reach my mouth out to get a hot dog I dropped and a tiger claws in my jugular, I'm honestly going to get a little bit of joy out of knowing how much fun you guys are going to have with that <laughs> <laughs> as I bleed out. But the, also, like, what do you expect? Like, like it's like right. when you – if you do something this stupid, they got in a, in a in a in a plastic garbage can to go to visit the Titanic. It had a PlayStation controller. It, the inside lights, my understanding, they got at a camping store. Uh, the actual viewing window they're using for the t- Titanic was a digital screen, so you were just watching like a YouTube video of a they, video feed. They also they had they did have an actual porthole at the other end of the sub above the, the chemical toilet. Yeah, which also the porthole 
was not rated for that depth, by the way. It was rated right. for like 1,300 meters or something, and they were like 4,000 meters, so it's like less than half of what it's rated for or more than mm -hmm. double what it's rated for, rather. Yeah, dude, everything about it was – and I know, and I thought – so I did – I talked about it on stage last weekend when I was on the road in Virginia, actually, and fucking – killed by the way everybody you know like nobody seemed That's to have right. a problem nobody seemed to have a problem with it is what i'm saying but i I cut some i clipped some of that out and put it put it online on monday and part of me was like you know like is this fucked up but then i was like no nah, dude fuck it because it's like you said uh and also like i feel like there's you know at least a little bit of a class warfare element to it i.e you know like People spending 200 feet, like a life changing amount of money, you know, uh -huh. on a stupid foolhardy venture that ultimately leads to their death. I'm not saying anybody deserves to die. I'm not like happy they died or nothing, no. but like, you know, come on, you opened yourself up to <laughs> some least, measure of ridicule. I definitely feel bad for the kid because like he was a yeah. kid. He didn't get like it. it but like the, the other, like one guy, a couple of guys on there, one was like a Jacques Cousseau, like French dude, yeah. like exploring deep sea. Another guy was like a real daredevil type and set like some aviation records and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I've done stupid thrill seeking shit in my life. I've gone bungee jumping. Um, I've jumped off a cliff into the, into the ocean. I've, you know, rode dirt bikes way too fast without a helmet. I was a kid. I'm a fuck. If I died doing any of that, but make fun of me. One thing like, I did think was kind of funny to, to think about funny and, and dark is like, all those people, if there was some kind of afterlife, you know, and then they got there and they were yeah. like, oh man, I bet the whole world was watching, huh? Everybody was, everybody was super worried for us, you know, came together us to come back. And then like you show them like that meme of somebody made of Godzilla using the sub as a flashlight. You remember that? Yeah. These people were like, be like, oh, oh, this yeah. is how people reacted. Okay. I don't. Yeah, there's definitely some class warfare stuff in there, but like, but like, also like, I don't want billionaires to die. I want to fucking tax them. Um, right. But like the, but the, but even if like, so four of the five, I can say, well, they're victims, right? But who are they victims of? The CEO was also on there. Guy's an absolute fucking con artist. Yeah, he raised eighteen million dollars to fail to do something James Cameron had already done thirty three times on a submarine that was way cheaper. He'd been told it was, it was unsafe, not just by people that worked for him, but by James Cameron himself. Mm -hmm. When James Cameron tells you something, you should probably fucking listen to it yeah, about absolutely. going to the Titanic. Uh, and it's like, this is a pretty, pretty big example of how like one huckster can, can capture enough, uh, enough venture money to like empower idiots to ruin and destroy lives. And like, we're living through that right now. You can't expect people not to see their own stories in it. And Dude, that guy, like him, most of the jokes I did on stage and in the clip I put out were ripping on him specifically. And right. like, he absolutely deserves it because he, he was like, he was just begging for it, dude. Like so many of the quotes and footage they found of him and drug up poor choice of words, but like it was, a. Uh, you know, it was just like I said in the thing, I was like, it's like he was just spreading his butt cheeks to fate this whole time, you know, and just begging for something. Cause he's like, people tried to tell him it was unsafe. And he was like, you know, there was, there's 10 submersibles rated for that depth in the world. That was the only one that wasn't certified by, or by whoever, you know, the regulatory authority. It was the only one. Cause he's like regulations, stifle innovation. We're pioneers. We're not going to be held down by the, you know, the rigors of, of bureaucracy or whatever this mm -hmm. is about, you know, doing something other people haven't done. All this type of talk, just like, just the hubris yeah. of that dude was absolutely unreal. And 
Yeah. You know? What What do you know, ex submarine rating experts? I got money. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so like, but like, some of the regulation stuff. Like, my understanding is after the, the Titanic itself crashed, there was a push for more regulation of like shipbuilding and stuff and, and uh, sh- you know, ship management, ship lanes, and. The, so there's already a pushback against any sort of regulation of this industry. Let me read you a quote here. This is from I've seen a bunch of people make this point, but this is the dumbest way I think. Glenn Beck said, "It bothers me that the U.S. government is now saying should we have more federal regulation? No, I don't think we need more submarine laws. That stops innovation. That just stops it. These guys all sign documents that say some of the you know the uh, liability waivers. Okay, but the U.S. Coast Guard and Navy spent millions of dollars and right. man hours yeah. trying to save these people." Who were already dead, like the, the moment they went under, basically. And like my thing is like, okay, we'll sign one more waiver that we're not going to fucking look for you if you're going to risk this life and risk your life in this stupid ass way. Because like, there's there's a pretty one to one comparison here. Right now, hundreds of migrants are drowning a week in the Mediterranean trying to trying to get to Europe. And um, one just capsized last week. It lost 750 uh, people from Pakistan, Syria, Egypt, and Palestine. Only 104 people have been rescued alive. So it's like all close to 650 still missing. And they've made it illegal to save these people. If NGOs and charity organizations have been out in the water trying to rescue people that, whose boats capsize or turn over or they're, or they're in leaky, shitty boats run by human smugglers, they get charged uh, uh, for aiding illegal immigration under the theory that they're collaborating with Libyan smugglers by trying to save them from the Libyan smugglers. All right. So, like. Think about how many of these migrants could have been rescued for the same amount of money the Western world spent trying to uh, find these five dipshits who were already dead. As my point, it's empathy for empathy for me, but not for thee. And it's really it's weird how people people find the billionaires going to say Titanic more relatable than these migrants trying right. to. Like, I feel like a whole lot of people wouldn't even know anything about what you just said if the Titanic mm-hmm. sub hadn't happened. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like it just like it goes underreported or unreported. Nobody gives a shit in general, you know, until something makes it like relevant to bring up. And, you know, now people are at least aware of it, but yeah, pretty fucked up. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, All right. right. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. With us as always is producer Hillbilly Matt. This is weekly skews. Before we continue, I want to remind y'all of a couple items of business. Of course, number one, if you like to see me perform live, as I was just talking about, go to TreyCrowder.com. Get your tickets. I'll be in uh, Wisconsin coming up next, then Kentucky, Nebraska, Missouri, Iowa, Connecticut, upstate New York, Texas, bunch of places. I'm still adding more dates all the time. So going to be busy the latter half of this year, and it's going to be fun. So come and see me, TreyCrowder.com. On of me doing stand-up note, you also, if you would like, can watch my special Damn Boy on my YouTube channel now for free. So check that out. It's a good time as well. And then lastly, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon, weeklyskews.com slash more, or you can just go on Patreon and look me up. You can find it either way. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes like the one Mark just told you earlier we're going to record later this week. Seems like about Supreme Court stuff. We cover things we don't get to in the show or that come up in the interim or just stuff we want to talk about. If you like SKUs, you're going to love bonus SKUs and you support the show in the process. So think about signing up on there. All right. Now, as for the show tonight, uh, in a startling shift for what had been such a smooth campaign in their invasion of the Ukraine, Russia suffered a bit of a hiccup this weekend, a 24-hour military coup. So... We'll see what all that's about a little bit later. There's some interesting details involved, many of which are suitably stupid uh, for the times we live in. 
It's a wild story. We'll get to a little later. Got some other stuff along the way, beginning with, of course, the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. All right, the DD is our democracy for somehow being mostly just this dude now and dudes like him. They've stolen 32 of my firearms and thousands of rounds of ammunition. Well, where is the state of Florida to stand up for me? Where is the Fed to stand up for me and my rights? My guns have been stolen. My ammunition, my children, they've all been stolen from me. See, that's the difference in writing a letter to your congressman and having your views reflected in policy. You cut it, Matt. That's Matt Gaetz's. Somebody must find the Democrat who has done this. Somebody has came into this man's home and stolen his guns. And I suspect it was a a Democrat somewhere. So I hope that I suspect it was the way he was ranting about it. They took 32 of my guns, thousands of rounds of ammunition, and also my kids. So I'm assuming some sort of protective I couldn't order. tell if he was calling his guns his babies or if he actually meant also I, my he, children. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess he got radicalized by a family court judge. Um, but right. <laughs> this is not a yeah. hearing that you Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene has on been on uh, on a tear about the ATF being like I don't know out of control or whatever. Which is to my as far as I can tell, the ATF doesn't do shit. But whatever, Mar- uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's mad at him. Um, I don't know if you remember, she did a thing where she stood in front of a gun store and stopped an ATF inspector from going to the gun store to do his routine, do you have your paperwork sort of check? Um, so she, so they had this, uh, uh, this you know, uh, accountability field hearing in Florida with her and Matt Gates, And immediately, it gets ruined. Marjorie Taylor Greene's event gets ruined by an obvious Marjorie Taylor Greene supporter. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, no, yeah, you would think nothing. that happens all the time to them, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Attract the best crowd. How do you, uh, why is everything I do ruined by people who are like me? I wonder if I should reflect about that at all. Um, I wanted to use this energy point to talk about in a couple of Marjorie Taylor Greene stories. So last week on the House floor, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert got in a finger pointing uh, streaming match. That headline uh, is incredible. That's one of my favorite headlines I've read in a minute. For, yeah. for, anybody, for anybody that's only listening, the headline from Intelligencer says, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene on calling Bobert a little bitch. Quote, she's a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, clears that up. Yeah. So to no set the context. Now. It, 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 <laughs> talking about people that are like Marjorie Taylor Greene ruining Marjorie Taylor Greene's life. So... Right. Lauren Boebert is the uh, Dr. Thunder version of Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? So <laughs> she has <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene is introduced like, I don't know, six different articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. Uh, Boebert essentially Xeroxed one of them and and uh, fast tracked it in a different way to get a get a headline faster than Marjorie Taylor Greene would. So that's what Marjorie Taylor Greene was mad about. So she calls her a little bitch on the House floor. Lauren Boebert tells everybody, let me, let me read the exact quote. Um, I've donated, this is Marge talking, I've donated to you, I've defended you, uh, but you've been nothing but a little bitch to me, and you copied my articles of impeachment after I asked you to co-sponsor them. And then Lauren Boebert goes to the press and tells them that Marge Taylor Greene called her a little bitch. And so, as Trey alluded to, in the, in, in, we're reading the headline, uh, let me quote here, defending her choice of words, Greene invoked the perfect logic of a bully. Oh, that's not really, she said that she called Boebert a little bitch because she has, quote, genuinely been a nice little bitch to me. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, God. what was I supposed to call her? <laughs> like, yeah. What she is. What are you going to do? Uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's funny Mark. too that it's like you know you copied my art like because the the so any of them can draw up articles of impeachment anytime they want to, right? But it yeah. but like it doesn't you know that doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere or anything. Like they can just do it anytime they want to. But Marge is mad because she was going to do it, but Bobert got beat her to the so to the what McCarthy's line. been doing. The bunch they've been following a bunch, right? I've lost count of how many, but what Kevin McCarthy's been doing is following them to committees to delay to try because these are these would be bad, stupid headlines for them, right? As we're, we're heading into an election year uh, in six months, which is we're in a permanent election cycle now, so they don't they don't want to look stupid. So McCarthy's quietly like shuffling them around to different the relevant committees that would they would hold hearings, and so it would take months and months and months of delaying. He's apparently the way I read it, he's convinced Marjorie that this is the more professional way to do it. So Boburn tried, Boburn tried to fast track to the floor of the house, but the way she filed it. And so it's, she's trying to get her headline, but the consequence of making them all look fucking stupid. So oh, uh, I'd hate for them to all look fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they must be really tore up over that possibility. Yeah. I'm like, wait, there's no good guys in this fight. This whole episode's about how fights there are no, there are really no good guys in, but, uh, uh, this is a, oh God. Uh, oh, Marge also, uh, had an online meltdown the other day because, um, her TV wasn't working or somebody tried to connect to the wrong blue, uh, the wrong internet connection and made her TV flicker and give some weird signals. So she assumed she's being spied on by assassins. Uh, so she, yeah. or by Barack Obama, I believe. Yeah. She, she, she posted to me with Barack Obama spying on her, like Obama, Obama's hacking Marjorie Taylor Greene's TV while she's <laughs> trying to, uh, stream the real housewives of Atlanta or something. Um, she also th- seems to think people are going to have her killed. She's doing that thing. A lot of people do when they think people are trying to kill them doing that, by the way, I would never commit suicide thing, which was the guy, uh, the software security guy, McCatton, John, John McAfee. McAfee. Yeah. He, po- he posted would never take, commit suicide, then immediately killed himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was wild so, though. That dude was yeah, wild. I mean, not that she's not, he, she's also pretty yeah. goddamn wild, but yeah. Yeah. So she posted on, on Twitter, uh, just for the record, I'm very happy. I'm also very healthy and eat well and exercise a lot. I don't smoke and never have. I don't take any medications. Uh, side note, you probably should. I'm not vaccinated. I'm not concerned about blood clots, heart conditions, strokes, or anything else. So if Marjorie Taylor Green dies, guys, you heard it here first. The deep state got to her, and President Obama personally injected uh, a, a chemical that would give her a heart attack between, a, or, or between her toes. Yep. So you can't well, find the pinprick. Here's hoping. Yeah. Uh all right, our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is anybody who thought all them spaghetti people in New York City wouldn't start planting IEDs if you came for their pizza. Yeah, it's, uh, if you ain't heard, there's a big pizza scandal going on in the Big Another Apple. stupid moral panic drop. Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear from this meatball. Crime rate ever. We are being invaded by illegal immigrants who are being treated way better than our homeless veterans. Our city schools produce the dumbest kids and the worst. Punks who run New York City are afraid of pizza. This is the New York pizza party. Give us pizza or give us death. Give us pizza. Or give us death. <laughs> give us death. He's now throwing uh, pieces of pizza over the gate. artist tosses pizza at New that? York City, City Hall in response to yeah, no, no, the mayor's, Hall. The yeah. mayor's mansion. Yeah, he's uh, chucking, mirror, mirror which mirror. is like, dude, that's not cool. That's a fucking pizza. You'd think somebody like him would have more respect for pizza than just hurl it <laughs> onto the ground like that. Like, that kind of, it kind of bothers me seeing that. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't like to see pizza treated that way. New York's lunatic mayor Eric Adams' main complaint over this was the guy didn't get let him eat the pizza. He's like, just bring it to me, we'll eat it, we'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So the context of this, the New York posted a story over the weekend that totally misread a uh, potential new city policy. So <laughs> the uh, city government is considering asking a lot of like old school pizza ovens that use coal and wood to try to uh, uh, to try to um, cut back on particulate uh, like being released in the air because apparently uh, the the air inside pizza places can it cause increased asthma rates and like you know lung conditions and stuff. So can living near the pizza places. So. But even the mayor misunderstood this. In his clip, he's talking about how we need to get our carbon footprint down. This is not about climate stuff. This is about like lung health. And all yeah. they're going to do, this, this would affect a maximum of 50 to 60 pizza places total in the entirety of New York City. And what we ask them to do is uh, uh, it would require pizza owners to have an architect or engineer come check out the oven and see if it's feasible to install an emission scrubber. If not, they can apply for a waiver. So this guy... <laughs> The city government is going to ask 50 people to 50 places to undergo an inspection to see if they can either install install a, a scrubber or get a waiver. And then the fucking fake right news rags turn it into a climate protest where this guy is throwing pizza at the mayor's house. Dude. And I feel like you you like the, it started with the post, right? And like they knew what yeah. they were doing, right? They knew if we're like right. if we if we spin a yarn that the Democrats are coming for your pizza, like these people will mm. lose their minds and that'll be good for numbers, whatever. And then that's exactly what happened. It's funny that they they think that like they genuinely believe that like Democrats hate ovens you know because like like first it was gas stoves <laughs> pizza ovens it's like we just want y'all to eat just raw parsnips all the time just uh, raw vegetables only and of course wheatgrass. Uh, trump gave a speech today where he said that democrats were coming for your washers and dryers i, I don't have any context for that <laughs> we hate appliances you got to do something about all these goddamn appliances out here <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't really understand where they get this stuff from. It's like anytime the government does anything, they assume the stupidest possible motivation for it, the most like authoritarian tendency, and then work backwards from there to try to figure out what they did and come up with the worst case scenario possible. It's just maybe, maybe you should lessen the chance you getting asthma from eating a nice pizza. And let's see if we can figure that out. It's not even a rule yet. Maybe it's too nanny state-ish. We can have a talk about it. Don't throw pizza at the fucking mayor's house. <laughs> <laughs> all right our, our honorable, next honorable mention for daily dumbass is anybody who wouldn't do 30 years worth of steroids to be able to bench press the weight of a large dog uh this is renowned lunatic robert kennedy jr doing bench pressing with a shirt off for some reason by the way in, in blue jeans with a dress belt now Trey, you lift some weights. Can you, can yeah. you see how much he's pushing right there? I mean, if I'm looking at it right, is that a, is that 35 pounds on each side? Is that a 25 yes. and a 10? Is that what that is? Yeah, yes. that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. he's jacked his shit, benching 115 pounds, which is uh, not to be all too gym radish in you guys, but that's not like not yeah. remotely a significant. His form's awful. I, I didn't know steroids can make you jacked but not stronger. This is right. a weird way to learn that. Yeah. And also this guy. The <laughs> guy spotting him, though, has got – classic spotter form i feel like you know he's doing he's doing yeah. all thing. like hey yeah there you go there you go mm -hmm. push it yeah yeah okay there it is like and that's you know universally yeah. accepted technique <laughs> a bunch of people online being like who are you gonna take health advice from this guy or dr fauci and i'm like i the rfk is 69 years old you right. cannot be that buff at 69 years old without significant chemical health 
So he's right. rich enough that like, if you guys don't know this, the people who do a lot of HGH and steroids, um, it is safe to do under doc- doctor's supervision if you get like monthly cancer screenings because HGH also supercharges cancer. So like he's getting monthly colonoscopies to make sure he's not dying of cancer so he can look that jacked. And how are you going to stay that jacked in the White House, bro? It's the busiest schedule. I also, if I was, and I mean, he's running as a Democrat and everything I know, but like where he's like, what he's courting, I, I don't, it, it's not like it matters because they'll just mm-hmm. paint you onto a Jack dude. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't have to be a Jack like Trump. I saw a picture of Trump as a Roman centurion yesterday, a shirtless mm-hmm. one. He looked literally more Jack than Gerard Butler from 300. And they do that shit all the time. It's like, they're so... What, why does the president need to be ripped like, you know, The Rock? We need The Rock to be president. I mean, don't give anybody any ideas, but uh, it's just so where it's all that alpha male shit, I guess. Uh, but yeah. you know, obviously, 80% of them are all fucking yeah. flabby and mediocre. So, yeah, I want to show that video so we do a oh, smile. You, you guys talked about RFK, the whole episode for the main segment last week, but uh. Today, uh, it was going on as we logged on to start the show. He was holding an event with a doctor who says COVID vaccines make forks make sporks stick to your body. She's one of those mm-hmm. COVID vaccines turning magnetic people named Sharon yep. Sherry Tenpenny. Um, <laughs> we probably talked about her on here because she gave this testimony at Ohio House Committee Health Committee hearing and became national news. Uh, she testified at the state legislative panel that 5G turned those COVID vac- uh, vaccines into human magnets. Her medical license is currently under challenge, and if you're interested in find out, learning more from her, she currently runs an online course called COVID Shots, Your Interview and Analysis of Upcoming Shots and Boosters, which you can watch for $229. So she's on the up and up, and fuck RFK Jr. <laughs> yeah. All right. As we move into the main topic today, we got time for one more dumbass, and it is Joe Biden himself for starting a Russian coup to distract from Hunter's laptop. Can you believe this? Play it, Mark, or play it, Matt, it. sorry. We're yeah. covering it, rightfully yeah. so. Does it break through and become a well, real problem? The White House wanted to give the media something else to cover, and this is the MO. <laughs> this is exactly the way they do things. In fact, on Friday, I said, wow, what a blockbuster WhatsApp message. I'm sure there will be an enormous story over the weekend that the White House is going to be pushing to take this story off of the front yeah. page. And sure enough, we've got the State Department drumming up all the drama that took place o- over the weekend in Russia. So I don't know if it's going to break through. The mainstream media has, has an excuse again not to cover it. They're covering everything about Russia and the Wagner Group. Yeah, it's true. As so, it really matters to the U.S. right now. Yeah, you got that. So the this take was everywhere. All right, it wasn't just Maria Bartiromo who's turned into a raving lunatic. Um, there was this influencer who started talking about like if you have this screen grab, Matt, you can throw it up there. But he was like uh, basically saying like first it was a submarine, now it's Russia. Like Joe Biden sank the fucking Ocean Gate submarine to distract the Hunter Biden scandal. It well, um, that's not the only I saw on that specific note. I saw some other people saying like in the replies to Don Jr.'s tweet about Ocean Gate and stuff. I saw people saying things like, "Has anyone checked to see if any of the passengers had dirt on Bill or Hillary?" Yeah, and, and, another, <laughs> and, and another one was like, another one was like, maybe they oppose the central banking system. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. It's like you said earlier, it's like, you know, these are your people. It's what you attract. But like they, you know, it's like how Antifa is like, 
limp-wristed soy boys, but also fucking, you know, yeah. vegan super commandos or whatever. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with Joe Biden, where it's like he's mentally incompetent and a old, you know, old sleepy Joe, the grandpa who whose brain don't work. Yet he's also like orchestrating these like worldwide, you know, distractions up to and including a military coup in Russia. It's just it just doesn't make any goddamn sense, but they genuinely believe it. I just know I I was going to say like that, like I'm so fucking annoyed by like these people having to filter every world event through like American culture war bullshit. But like, I th- I think I figured out. I have a theory for why it is. Like, they see the world. Like, we talked like about you know, QAnon before. So like, movie influence down to like the Kraken being a, from the fucking a stupid Titans movie from like ten years ago or whatever. But like, so Chekhov's gone, right? When you see something happen in a TV show, no one wastes time. Fil- no one wastes time filming it unless it's important. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be called back later, right? If you see like a matchbook. Set up being set on a table, someone's going to use it to set a fire later or whatever, right? So these people see something happen on TV. Trump versus Clinton's the TV show they watch all the time. So they assume they they start trying to figure out how it connects to the larger right. story or narrative, right? Right. But like the world doesn't work like that. So let's talk about what actually happened before we get to the stupid American reaction to it. So, all right. So the Wagner Group, which is a Russian Russian mercenary army, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, led by this guy named Yevgeny Prigozhin, uh, who is a fascinating character, also evil. I want to say it up front. So nobody was actually rooting for him. If he had somehow taken over the Kremlin and Rant was running Russia now, it's probably worse. <laughs> so I want to say it up front. So he pulled his, you know, on Friday, he pulled his troops off the front line and started marching into Russia. He took all, he took the southern city of Rostov-on-Don, uh, which is a critical military outpost with no resistance. Um, then they started just like, fuck it. Started going towards Moscow. They got within 200 kilometers of Moscow before like turning around and going back to the front. Uh, before they, they started to get to why this all started, Pergozin was being investigated for treason sort of. Um, and I'm not sure how much of this, like, I'm not sure how much this makes any sort of fucking sense or it's just a couple dudes with grudges, right? Like whether there was a rational cause for this. Cause I like, the, the more I read about it, the more confusing it gets because it seems like um, everybody's gassed up on conspiracy theories. Prigozhin is pissed off about how the war is going. Wagner, as far as war fighting going, and if war, war fighting goes, is more competent than the mainline Russian military. So they're very frustrated with how the military is running the war. All right. Prigozhin seems to think they're getting a lot of unnecessary guy kill, uh, guys killed unnecessarily, which is true. Uh, right. still want Ukraine to push him. All they got to do to stop the killing is go home. All right. Um, he's been complaining about a ammunition shortage, but it looks like maybe he was holding back ammunition to get Russia to keep rearming him. So he could turn his weapons on the Russian military. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty slick. So there were reports last week that, uh, Prigozhin had met with Ukrainian intelligence and maybe been offered a better deal to switch sides. Now I can't tell whether that's a conspiracy theory or the leaked messages from the Discord chats were real and really fed into why Putin had his house searched and was trying to arrest him and shit. Um, last week, they were trying to turn over Bakhmut. They had captured Bakhmut. They've been holding Bakhmut, sorry, in Ukraine. Try to hand it over to, to, to the Russian military so they could, like, you know, uh, move around and change assignments or whatever. The mainland Russian military planted landmines in their way. 
um, which really pissed off Bogosian. When he complained about it, the Russian military fired missiles at him, and he says killed a bunch of his guys. So all this is to say, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I, I mean, it's wild. I mean, the whole thing was like twenty four hours, right? It's like the mutiny or oh coup, whatever it is, starts. He starts marching to Moscow. They get to like 200 kilometers or whatever away, but then the deal is brokered and he turns around and puts himself into exile if they'll stop investigating him further. But also he, and then turns his, sends his guys back to the front or whatever. Are there other uh, hot dog warlords? This guy was a hot dog seller. Are there other like hot dog warlords who have like groups of bloodthirsty mercenaries at their disposal? Cause I feel like, you know, it's a, indicative of perhaps some uh, weaknesses or something. I just didn't know that, you know, you could just do that. I guess if you got your own army, you can just do that. You can just turn around and be like, no, I'm going to go right. take everything. Uh, so I, to explain the hot dog thing, let me, let me run through uh, Pergozin's biography real quick. So he was born in Leningrad, in like, I think like 1969, he grew up wanting to be a cross country skier, but apparently didn't hit at sports. Um, in, uh, sorry, he was born in 61. In, in 79, he was 18 years old. He was caught stealing and got a suspended sentence. Then two years later, he was again caught stealing and sentenced to 12 years in prison for robbery, fraud, and involving teenagers in crime, which uh, it was a hidden uh, criminal statute for Russia to come up with. He was sentenced to 12 years, pardoned after nine. When he got out of prison in 1990, right as the Soviet Union was collapsing, he started selling hot dogs with his mom and stepdad at, open air mar- at an open-air market, which apparently were really profitable. I'll, yeah. I'll get to his criminal history in a second, Matt. Um, he would he started uh, uh, he used the, the capital from the hot dogs to open restaurants and casinos. This is when like Russia became hyper capitalist in the nineties, so it was right. a time for anybody with low, low moral standards to get really fucking rich. He eventually started a cater catering company, which catered for the Kremlin, which is how he became close friends with Vladimir Putin for a while until last week, apparently. Um, he also uh, he was linked to a company called. Uh, it translates to Moscow schoolboy. They would basically supply poor quality food to Moscow schools and in 2019 caused a dysentery outbreak among Moscow school children. Mm-hmm. So like all this is, so I was trying to go with an American parallel for this. And it's like, if we tried to invade Mexico, cause we sort of thought Baja was ours and the entire U S military got bogged down in the desert. Then Blackwater turned on us and started marching towards DC overnight, except Blackwater was run by an ex convict version of Guy Fieri. Yeah, it's pretty fucking insane. It's like everything in Russia is wild, but also like, I mean, goddamn, you gotta you leave jail and start slinging hot dogs with your parents from a cart in the square, and then you know, thirty years later, you've got your own literal army. Like, I mean, you know, it's pretty hey, good come up, man. <laughs> he started so he, he rents casinos and a catering company. He's like, fuck it, I'll be a warlord, and starts a mercenary firm right those criminals those, these guys live in like some sort of like bizarre evil version of the american dream how fast it came up like post criminal history back up there Matt. right got it so look look at the sequence of this events all right um so 1979 theft 81 robbery fraud 2018 conspiracy to defraud the united states 2023 incitement to armed rebellion in russia yeah <laughs> that, is, that is zero to the major leagues real quick and by the way, the conspiracy to the United States, another company owns is the Internet, um, um, sorry, the IRA, the, what was it, the Internet something agency, Internet Research Agency. They were involved in elect, uh, election rat fuckery uh, in, the two, in 2016. There, he, he ran the company that did that. Um, J.D. Vance was like, posted a tweet 
there was like, oh, now liberals are rooting for fucking uh, uh, this warlord. It's like, no, Ooh, nobody's rooting. No. This guy's evil. He sucks. We're going to get into Wagner war crimes in a minute. I, I would enjoy hearing that bad things happen to Vladimir Putin. Right. But if we're, if we're being real about it, like there was no scenario in which Pergozin was going to like be the new president of Russia. The, the, the best case scenario was probably what happened, which was nothing because having a nuclear powered state completely collapse is a plaza yeah. of the world's energy. Like you, you'd have 10 different warlords controlling nukes and also the world economy cratering because there's much less oil and gas. And like, it's just like, yeah, this is buddy. like, this is not, no, good. there's no good result here, but like, this, you think this, you is this, this guy going to get, uh, is he going to get defenestrated? You think at some point, yeah. you know, chucked out a window because so, it's like he lives in Belarus in self-imposed exile now, and it's like it feels to me like it makes Putin look weak that it happened right. anyway, right? So like, is he not going to retire? Because I thought he'd just be defenestrating everybody. He'd throw a fucking journalist out a window like that. Like he, this yeah. dude starts a a coup and so, just gets to chill in Belarus. It seems unlikely to me. Yeah, so Be- Belarus's president, a guy named uh, Lukashenko, is the one who brokered the settlement that got uh, Prigozhin to turn his army around. Now, I wasn't quite clear. Like, he claims w- uh, Wagner has twenty five thousand troops. I don't think it's that many because a few years ago it was just six thousand. But their their numbers have been gassed up by recruits they've been getting from Russian prison camps for Ukraine. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I don't know how loyal those guys are to anybody. I mean, I don't. I don't we talk about. <laughs> I don't think somebody's inherently a bad or evil person because they're in prison, but like, you know, like you get offered a free chance to get out of prison. If you want, if you, if you agree to go kill people, it seems like you, you're not the, I mean, we all do weird shit to get out of Russian prisons. I get it. Um, <laughs> but like, so let's talk about Wagner for a second. Um, so like the Russian military, because whatever beef they were having with Prigozhin and Wagner in general was going to disband Wagner and absorb them into the regular military, which is a pretty big concession from Russia because Russia's whole deal with Wagner since he started in like 2014 is they don't actually control Wagner. Wagner right. was created. Visible deniability, right? Right, right. Yeah. So um, the, it wasn't even public that Prigozhin actually owned them until last year. People suspected it because the guy who technically was in charge of it was the former head of Prigozhin security. So it seemed like fairly obvious, but it wasn't actually, he never admitted it till like late last year. Um, but yeah, to about the, the plausible deniability thing, um, the first time they were used was in the, the when Russia first invaded Crimea and Ukraine in 2014. And there were troops there operating that ever, they claimed to be Ukrainian nationals. Those were Wagner's first like guys. They're called them little green men. They're popping up doing resistance shit and they pretending to be Ukrainians. Like there was a civil war when it was just Russian invasion. Um, and another pl- example of plausible deniability. I remember when this happened in 2018, Wagner tried to flact um, U.S.-backed Kurdish forces in Syria to capture an oil field. And the U.S. bombed and killed, like, depending on which numbers you believe, let's say around 100 guys, 100 Wagner guys. And no one made any sort of stink about it because Russia can be like, well, they're not, they might be Russian nationals, but hey, mercenaries right. are actually illegal, illegal in Russia. Those are just mercenaries hired by Bashar Assad. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't have anything to do with it. So they don't, they can just disown these guys and like not have to retaliate for it. Right. It's sort of like, like when you look at us casualty figures in like Afghanistan and Iraq, they do not count like Blackwater guys. Right. Same thing. Plausible deniability. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I gotta say, dude, getting disavowed and going rogue. That's some classic mm-hmm. mercenary stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched <laughs> extraction too, buddy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so 
the, Wagner have done a bunch of war crimes and awful shit. Just they 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 are operating all over Africa and the Middle East, also in South America. Um, just for one example, uh, from last year, they were accused of using rape and mass murder to run an African gold mining town. Um, uh, so yeah, there are no fucking good guys here. All right, <laughs> these are all war criminal psychos. But like, I just thought it was important because like this is. This is so bizarre. And it, you're right, the effect on Russian domestic politics, one good thing Prigozhin did, he's fairly popular on Telegram and Russian, Russian social media. He made a big stink about, he said, the, this war has no has no purpose. There, Ukraine is not run by Nazis. They've been lying to you. We're losing the war. The Russian Ministry of Defense is incompetent. Uh, all this stuff. Damn. That's the, the short-term effect is now people can't deny they know the truth, right? Right. Right. Yeah. The long term effect is it did make Putin look weak as shit. Um, these guys destroyed like not a single wag, single Wagner troop was killed as far as I know. But they, they shot down six helicopters and an airplane of Russia, the Russia's militaries. And it killed 13 pilots, I think. Um, so. <laughs> Speaking of extraction, the- too, uh, based on that. Yes. Kick ass movie. It seems like it's actually much easier to shoot down a helicopter than I would have thought. Uh, that, <laughs> they killed. Movie, they destroyed so many helicopters in that movie. There's like fifteen <laughs> helicopters just blow. I was like, this. The director of this movie fucking hates helicopters. But anyway, that's anywhere yeah. there. But I think we both recommend to you all if you like action movies, you should watch the Extraction series. The second one was pretty yeah. fire. It's like a twenty-two minute single take. It's you know edited to look like a single take, but still, it seems to be a one shot. It's like mm-hmm. twenty-two minute action sequence involving an escape from a Russian prison. It's pretty badass. Well, it's supremely badass, in fact. So, Georgian prison. They hit Chris Hemsworth with a oh, Molotov you're right. cocktail. You're right. And yep. they, it, with a Molotov cocktail. I don't know how he didn't die. There's a car chase after the Russian prison that I don't know how they shot. And then they have the train sequence. They kill the helicopters. And I don't I like, it's like, it's like the, the, if you like action, it's like this. Is yeah. Extremely you're right. Georgia prison. You said they hit Chris Hemsworth with a Molotov cocktail. They do that set his arm on fire, but luckily he had a plan. He put his arm out. He put the fire on his arm out by punching a man to death with it. Uh, yes. so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it works every time. Anyway. Yeah. Back to so, this. Prigozhin's stated goal by marching to Moscow is trying to force them to change leadership at the Ministry of Defense because of their incompetence. It uh, didn't work. And like you said, now he's, he's taken refuge in Belarus, which is a Russian client state. Uh, I don't think he's long for this earth. Um, uh, Lukashenko, right. the president of Belarus I mentioned earlier, right before we, we, we started live streaming, uh, announced that, yeah, Putin had told them that he wanted to kill Lukashenko before he negotiated the, the settlement. Um, so... That's those are all the players here. Um, as far as what it means for Ukraine, obviously anything that lowers Russian morale and distracts troops from the front is good for their war fighting efforts. They've been making slow advances. They've taken like 50 square miles in the past in the past uh, week or two. It's not going great for Russia, which is part of the point that Pergozin was trying to make. Um, as far as Wagner's troops, uh, I think like half of them have been absorbed back in the Russian military. If they don't want to, they've offered also been offered asylum in. Belarus, I think, so they can go, they can go live, they, they built like a concentration camp for former Wagner forces to live in Belarus and like a, maybe it's like a 4-H camp, maybe let's not call it a concentration camp. Um, the, as far as like what it means for the Russian people, and they, like, I don't want to like, Russia has a population of 143 million people and they're just people, 
<laughs> they're being conscripted for this awful war. They're being lied to about it. Now they now they can at least say they know the truth. But for Putin to hold on to power, his typical move in this type of situation is to crack down on regular Russians to reestablish, you know, that he's the one with the boot. Um, like when there were protests about him rigging the elections in 2014, that's when he started cracking, de- cracking down on LGBTQ people. Um, so I, he responds to pretty much everything with more repression. So I'm not sure what yep. this means long term. The, the uh, beatings will uh, continue until morale improves. It's, uh, it's Putin's whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, somebody, I wish some fucking, he surrounded himself by such suck ups and incompetence is one of the reasons they're losing the war, but also there's no clear person who could actually challenge him and take over. Right. Uh, Prigozhin's the only guy in the whole, in the military leadership seems to have any sort of fucking balls. And he technically wasn't even in the military leadership. He's a guy that cooks hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's going to be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark, yeah. apparently, apparently he's staying in a place that has no windows. So that's, he, he's, he's well, that's smart. Yeah. That's a good. That's definitely a a, a, a smart move. Uh, got to mm-hmm. got to stay away from windows if you cross Vladimir Putin. Uh, Matt, yeah. if you want to start bringing up some questions and comments and stuff, we actually got to them this week. How about that? <laughs> Seven minutes left. It's been a while. Me me and Cho did last week too, but yeah. Um. So let's see here. Oh, Eric J. Loffenberg says Happy Pride, y'all. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Um. Yeah. We wished everybody a lovely pride um, a couple weeks back. Vesper Moore says, welcome back, Mark. You kind of look rested, kind of. Yeah. Get to see my nieces and nephews now. Good family time is also uh, always, uh, what do you call it, restorative? Is that the word? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Little R&R for you. Cat, Cat Boss, like that name, says hit the like button. Thank you, Cat Boss. Yes, everybody, please hit the like button. Share, subscribe. Oh, and like I said last week, uh, for everybody who wasn't here, didn't hear that part, uh, even if you watch this show, which we very much appreciate, if you even have the po- a podcast app that you use at all, if you would go subscribe to the podcast on that app, even if you're a video person and you don't do the audio, that actually would super hit for us and help us out in a lot of ways. So it yeah. costs you nothing. It doesn't cost anything. It's free to do. And it'll, uh, yeah, it would be beneficial to us. So help us I really uh, would appreciate def- it. Help us defraud some advertisers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ellen Kowalski says, "Trey, you killed it in Richmond, Virginia. Thank you very much. Those shows were a lot of fun. Richmond and Virginia Beach. Thanks to everybody that came out. Had a fantastic time. It was uh, piss and rain there in Richmond. I always forget what rain is like, rain and wind. I'm like, what is this madness? Uh, yeah. Scared to drive and shit. Been in California too long. But the shows were great. So thank you, Ellen. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, rained all week. Must have followed plans. Let's see. Nikon Kalipakam says, thoughts on the Indian PM's visit to the White House and the related comments from both sides of the aisle. Before you continue, Mark, I saw today this bit that that people on the right were losing their minds because they posted a clip of Joe Biden at this uh, at this event sitting at the table saying uh, he said I sold a lot of state secrets and something else right and so they're like how is this how does he get away with this how are people this is insane he's literally saying the he's saying it out loud he doesn't even care this is this is what this is our president the corruption is unreal and it's like of course the context is. He began. He began by saying something like, "We started without you," like because somebody was like a little late or something like that. And he's like, "I sold a bunch of state secrets and everything, so I hope you're happy." It was like such 
so obviously a joke and uh and they just lost their minds over it um but you know they'd be doing that all the time but i thought that was kind of funny but also annoying anyway and if you would answer the actual question <laughs> i didn't i didn't i, I know i saw the modi uh, india's you know uh uh is it, i can't remember the president or prime minister i forget it, 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 uh, i think prime minister uh, narinda modi was over here for a state visit. And of course, state visits, you got to do the handshake glad hitting thing. I personally am not a huge fan of Modi because he's a fucking fascist. Um, they're having the, they have that sort of right wing nationalism, populism stuff happening. He's a, he's a Hindu nationalist. He's got, he's allied with like, like the Hindu militia groups that like burn busloads of Muslims. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. So uh, he's practiced a lot of censorship. He censored a show I used to work on. They did an episode about them. Um, so uh, he's, he's a, a bad guy. I wish Joe Biden had to be nice to them, but they have a billion people. So I don't know. Uh, I didn't see I didn't see any domestic political fallout. I'm assuming the Republicans were opportunistic about Joe Biden having to do president stuff. Um, yeah, but I, I didn't see I didn't see that. Just uh, Jukka says, followed y'all on Spotify. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Sporbert says, thanks for the subscription tip. Done. You guys are too sweet. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, let's see here. You got, uh, oh, oh shit. I can't believe I actually remember to do this this time. And also I haven't even talked to Martin, Mark and Matt about this, but I, I think if, I mean, so next Tuesday, I don't know why I'm saying July 4th. next Tuesday, yeah. July 4th, typically when it's skews day falls on a literal holiday, we do not have a show. And I, that's what's going to happen next week too. Cause everybody, you guys will have your own plans for the fourth, do your thing. Um, if it was the third or the fifth or whatever, we'd be here, but it's the yeah. actual fourth. So we will be off next week for fourth of July. We'll be back after that. I cannot believe I actually remembered to say that. Uh, yeah, I was I'm to, I'm, I meant to say some pre-show about whether or not we we're going to do it. I assume we weren't because, like, I mean, our view, viewers would be like a dozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it'd be like, uh, y'all, y'all go, go celebrate the, you know, the nation's birthday and have some hot dogs. Uh, we'll come back and do it. We were going to. We wouldn't, we would have taken the week off given that anyway, but because of that, Katie had asked me and I said yes. And so we're going, uh, camping, um, during that time. So, like, even if, even if you and Matt are about to, it's like, no, we could do it. Nope. I'm going to be, uh, I was going to say in the woods, but not in the woods. I'm camping in Southern California. I'll be in like a, you know, like a, a, a little ring that goes through a park with a bunch of other people also camping on it. Robert, Robert Reynolds has got some shit to blow up, Trey. No, nah, I wish. Not in this commie state, buddy. They won't let you. Um, no, my son, uh, we, we, like, the last time we were in Tennessee on the 4th was like two or three summers ago, and we bought a shitload of fireworks, and that was a lot of fun because my son's having, you know, grown up almost entirely in California. They've only seen, like, big official firework shows that, like, the city puts on or whatever. So that was good. Nobody lost any fingers. So, yeah. My like I've seen I've been like house parties and people set them off in the street and stuff and people do that in my neighborhood, but yeah, out in the wilderness, uh, you, you would know Trey set off fireworks if you saw a news report where he'd been arrested for starting a five hundred thousand acre fire. So, yeah. <laughs> Mom loves metal. I like that. That's cool. I like metal too. <laughs> not not probably not as much as you do. I know some metalheads get pretty intense, but uh, I like Sabaton and Amon and Marth. Anyway, says us Canadians would have been here for y'all for you. Yeah. I guess the whole world isn't celebrating next Tuesday, but you know, they should be, damn it. It's our birthday. All right. Everybody else should yeah. get us some cake or something. 
Um, I have a personal pet theory that the Revolutionary War was kind of stupid because he could have just waited a few years and asked politely to leave like Canada did. Like Canada did? did. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so but I don't even know if they have the equivalent of an independence. I don't even know. Maybe maybe it's not a big deal there. But yeah, here, here we uh, all get drunk and uh, listen to Lee Greenwood and uh, blow shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, that will about do it. And yeah, so we'll see you all in two weeks. But reminder again, TreyCrowder.com for tickets. Come and see me. It's a fun time. What, failing that or in addition to that watch damn boy my special on youtube and uh subscribe on patreon weeklyskews.com slash more five dollars a month full length bonus episodes and either way the important thing is you keep coming back here and subscribe on those audio apps and uh we'll see you in two weeks so you love you bye Pew.